Hey, Kara Oosteros here with RealAgriculture.com. I am here today with Gerald Staka, who is the Extension Veterinarian at North Dakota State University. How's it going over there today? It's actually a beautiful day here, even in North Dakota. Well, I think the highs are going to be 32 degrees Fahrenheit. There's not much wind. The sun is shining. It's, it's about as nice as it gets at this time of the year. There you go. You can't really beat that. I know uh, it, in our neck of the woods, I'm in southern Alberta, and it, it is the same here. I don't know if we've ever had such a nice beginning to February. And now that I say that, it's going to get nasty, I'm sure. Of course. Yeah, you, you jinxed it. So as a veterinarian yourself, you well know that calving can be tricky, and it can especially be tricky when we have different weather conditions and sudden changes, and, you know, suddenly it can be warm and cold and back and forth, and this can cause some problems. Do you want to talk about what there is to look out for in years that maybe there's more snowfall than usual? So really the biggest issue, I mean, the snowfall complicates things because it gives us less space and cases. And space is always your friend. And the reason I bring that up is that in a cow-calf operation, we want space, so we limit exposure of potential pathogens to these newborn calves. These newborn calves have to get up and nurse as quickly as possible so they get enough immunity in their system to protect them from some of these things. And, and yet we still want space, we still want bedding, we still want a place where they can be comfortable. But when we have the, the snowfall we've had this year, it, it limits our space. So that that's one of the first things that comes to my mind as we talk about this cold weather calving. And, and, and so, but beyond that, you know, if you are calving with limited space and you've got barns or some type of facility, you can move cattle in the calve. You always have to be cognizant of the fact that if I move animals through a facility, I'm going to be be building up a little population of potential pathogens that makes it more risky for the ones that come after. And I guess I'd say this too, especially if you have a case, let's say of calf scours, or what we call neonatal calf diarrhea. If I have a case in the barn, I need to be pretty diligent about cleaning that space and then maybe even quarantining that calf and cow some other place because you're just you're increasing the risk for the rest of the calves that come through. Okay, let's focus a bit on disease spreading here. Talk about some of the methods and ways that the diseases can actually spread around a pen. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And, and yes, there can be mechanical mechanical transmission of some of these pathogens. I had a case a number of years ago where the coronavirus can cause neonatal calf diarrhea. It was actually being spread by the, the tractor and the feeders that they were using. So that's one way to do it. And of course, the cows themselves will shed these organisms, but they're not impacted health-wise. They're just perfectly okay, but they're going to uh, shed these organisms into the environment. And then if you get a calf with it, with the, with the organism, then you've got a tremendous number of infective organisms in the environment. So if you're ever treating a calf like that and handling it, you yourself can transmit it to the next one just by what you carry on your feet and what's on your clothing and so on and so forth. So... It, cold weather calving complicates some of these issues and you have to be more diligent than if you were calving at a different time of the year where you've got more space, the weather's more conducive to those young calves. And so it takes more attention to detail and be diligent about cleaning, be diligent about providing bedding, and then having a system where you're working these calves through the facility and getting them out, if you can find it, more space where they can 
the re- the risk of exposure becomes less. So is the lack of space the main factor we're really looking at here when it comes to disease spreading when we're, we're looking at this cold weather calving? Yeah, it really is. It really is. And so, I mean, as I noticed, I think in Canada, as in North Dakota, that's for sure. Many people have moved their calving seasons later. So they can't kind of calve on a pasture with sunshine and, and the weather is much more conducive. So space is your friend. And if, you, if you're still in cold weather, you have to make some adjustments and some management strategies to remove, take away some of that risk of exposure. So yes, it's a big deal. So let's talk mitigation here. What are some of the management techniques you can actually implement? Well, having a kind of a, a management strategy to move cows and calves through the facility. I think in that news release, you know, I talked about you can actually move calves as quickly as 24 hours. Now, if the weather's terrible, you're not going to do it. So you're kind of at the mercy of the weather on some of these things. So if I start getting too many cows and calves in the, in the calving barn at one time and don't have any place for them and the weather's bad, now, now I'm increasing the risk. But Normally, you would like to have a schedule that you follow. If I have 10 cows that calved or 20 cows that have calved one day, I had to bring them in. The weather was tough. They couldn't be outside. I'd like to get them out just as soon as I can and empty that barn and clean that barn and, and take the next ones in. But, of course, when you're calving, that's a continuous process. So it, it, it takes some management. It takes some flexibility to management, too. So... That, but that's what you have to do is kind of have a management strategy so that you've got the flow through the facilities in the right direction to minimize exposure. Now, you mentioned snow clearing. How important is snow clearing, you know, fresh bedding, wind protection, all those things during calving if you are facing those extreme conditions? Yeah, you know, if you're outside, of course, you got to move the snow in order to put bedding down. Otherwise, the bedding, you know, it's not going to be much of an insulator. I mean, it still is, but... It'd be nice to have bare ground to put that bedding on so that the cattle can be more comfortable. And so that's a big deal because young calves will have a little harder time controlling their body heat unless they've got something that insulates them. And if you look at the behavior of young calves, they want to lay down quite a bit. They get up to nurse, but then they want to go lay down and, and they can do so and protect their bodies pretty well. And if they got an insulated bed that's got straw or corn stover bales or something, that's a big deal. They, they can kind of handle the cold when it's, when it's that way. So bedding is huge. Do you recommend confinement pens when it comes to winter calving? So that's where the real management comes in. If I got, how many pens can I put in a cow? It depends on the size of the barn, of course. How much space do they need to calve in? They don't need a great deal of space, but how long are they going to be there? That's probably the biggest issue that you're trying to deal with. I, I don't want to calf especially one that's healthy, to stay in there a week's time. If I can get him out of there after a day or a couple of days and he nursed the cow and he, it's, he's healthy, he shouldn't be able to go out and tolerate some of that. Some of that weather that's outside, provided I've got some wind breaks outside, provided I can still bed the ground outside and, and provide some insulation for that calf. So, you know, one of the take-home messages for for cold winter calving is it, it, it takes more labor. Takes more labor, probably takes a little more feed. They're certainly going to use more bedding, but you know, there's reasons why people do it. You, you've got a marketing strategy. You're going to try and sell calves. Maybe you know, in October or November, you want to have calves that can weigh up and be sought after in the marketplace. So it, it does make sense, all right, why this cold weather calving still still persists. And and it's not my job to change their calving season. 
just that some have gone a little bit later to avoid some of the labor issues, some of the betting issues, and some of the risk exposure for potential pathogens. And, and what about calves born to first calf heifers? Are, are they considered to be a higher risk for disease? The calves that are born to first calf heifers, the, the re, probably the biggest re, two reasons. Mothering ability isn't always the greatest on these first calf heifers. They've kind of, they calve a cow and that, or they, they deliver a calf and then they're wondering what that thing is laying behind them. So it might take them a little bit longer to, to, nur- to nurture that calf, to get up and get nursing. The second thing is the quality of their colostrum is not going to be the same as a cow that's calved a couple times. And by quality, I mean the amount of immunity that's contained in a certain volume. So if a first calf heifer calves and her calf is, we'll just use pound, 80-pound calf, the calf it takes a little bit longer to get up. Um, she's, she, that calf's probably going to nurse for a number of minutes. But because the quality isn't there, the calf isn't getting enough, quite enough passive immunity. And if she doesn't nurture them and take care of them, the absorption is going to be impacted. And so that calf may, may be at a greater risk early in life, but it can follow them a little bit farther out as well. Those maybe are the calves that get sick even after weaning. So that, that's one of the risk factors associated with first calf heifers. Any other messages you'd like to send to producers that may be calving now or calving soon? Yeah, my last message was just regarding the stewardship responsibility that we all have to care for these livestock, no matter what the weather is. And so it requires a lot of work and a lot of diligence, but we care for them because we know that that we're responsible for their well-being and for their health. And, and it takes a lot of diligence and labor, and especially in cold weather. And we'll have facilities that contain and can have enough animals in at one time when the weather's bad. And and yet have enough feed on hand and bedding on hand and enough people on hand to deal with the things that can can happen during cold weather calving. So it's a it's a big responsibility, but one that most of us that have cattle understand. You bet. Okay, thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Kara. Good to talk to you.